Well, it's almost the end of the week, but we're not quite there yet. So I thank you for listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm evangelist Micah McCurry, and it's my great honor to be the executive director of this ministry, Bible Tracts Incorporated. This place has a legacy over 80 years old, and I'm so glad to be able to sit in this seat, to be behind this microphone speaking to you, figuratively speaking, Paul Levine, our founder, spoke into this mic through this radio program. My predecessor, Pastor Mark Smith, and many other great men have used this platform, Lord willing, to bring glory and honor to God and also to encourage the brethren. And that's what I'm hoping to do today. We're going to talk about this topic. Let's get to work. Let's get to work. I was just talking to my brother-in-law. He's the operations manager. He kind of directs all the operations here at BTI, and he's the lead designer as well. I was talking to him about the fact that one of these days, we're going to send out a newsletter, a bulletin, and we're not going to know what to put in it. But right now, we have so much going on. Oftentimes, people ask me how it's going. How am I doing? And my stock answer at times is better busy than bored. Because I want to be busy about the Lord's business. I want to be with my hand to the plow. If Jesus calls me home right now, I want to know I'm doing what he would have me do. So let's get to work. We're going to talk about that. We're going to look at Nehemiah chapter number 3. I'm going to ask you to pray for me right now. We have a lot of difficult names to get through. But if you'll allow me, we'll get through them together. I think it's worth our time to take a few application points from chapter number three of the book of Nehemiah. We'll give a little bit of context here in just a moment. But let me tell you about a gospel track called The Tragedy of a Wasted Life. Now, the front cover is striking. It has a picture of a man, his eyes almost piercing, looking at you. And you can tell this man has had a rough life. In this title, The Tragedy of a Wasted Life, Life. Romans 12, 1 says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. As I was just saying a moment ago, we should get to work about the Father's business because we, none of us, if we're truthful and honest, we don't want to have a wasted life. You'll notice if you go to a nursing home, one of my favorite things is to go to nursing homes and hold services. I, I know that's been difficult over the past few years, but I cut my teeth speaking to elderly folks, senior saints, people that were so encouraging to me. I, I always thought I was going into being encouragement to them, but they encouraged me. And But one of the saddest things is to go into a nursing home and to see, to look into the eyes of someone that has regrets about things that they shouldn't have done or things that they should have done. Don't waste your life living for yourself. Give yourself a living sacrifice to God. Don't waste your life. And get this gospel track, The Tragedy of a Wasted Life. It just may speak to you in a way that nothing else has. You can find it at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. Or you can text me directly. I'll tell you how to get it. Text me at 309-316-7240. 309-316-7240. Now, one of the great things about a life that's been a wreck, a life that has been hurt, a life that has shipwreck, is the fact that God is a God of grace and mercy. There's a song that says this, Everything he touched, he changed. 
My friend Natalie Raines wrote this song, and I want you to listen to it right now. Maybe, just maybe, as you think about getting that gospel track, The Tragedy of a Wasted Life, maybe you know someone that needs this song. And you can find it, of course, on Apple Music and Spotify and all those places, or you can download the full CD for a small price at BibleTruthMusic.com. But listen to this song, Everything He Touched, He Changed. The water pots of Cana, the clay upon the ground, the withered hand of a wounded man, ears that had never heard sound, eyes that had never seen the light of day. When they encountered Jesus, they were never the same way. Everything he touched, he changed. Nothing that felt his love ever remained the same. He made it new, he healed, he saved, he turned it all that was the instrument of death became a symbol of life as he breathed his last breath the splintered wood that held the king of glory on that tree now stands for our salvation and hope for I had not found were all erased when I encountered Jesus that glad day. He put me back together, and I've never been the same. Everything he touched, he changed. He 
powerful song, wasn't it? Makes you think about the fact that God wants to touch your life and mine. I'm so glad he does. Look, if you would, at Nehemiah chapter number three. We're going to talk about this topic. Let's get to work. Now, let me bring you up to speed on the context. Nehemiah, now he was a king's cupbearer, and he was stricken with grief because he heard about his city, about his nation, Jerusalem, the walls had been torn down, the people were afflicted, the town had been laid waste, and Nehemiah had a burden. He had a burden to rebuild the walls, and so his boss, the king, saw that his countenance had fallen, that he needed to pick me up. He said, Nehemiah, what's gone wrong? And Nehemiah communicates the burden that he had for his town, for his city, Jerusalem, and so the king allows him, because the good hand of God was on him. God made the way smooth, and Nehemiah had the opportunity to go back home to Jerusalem and to rebuild the walls. And we pick up here in verse number one of chapter number three, Nehemiah has finally had the opportunity to to get the people to work. We're going to learn a little bit about this. We're going to take some practical application here. I'm going to ask you to do your best to slog through the difficult names with me, okay? Look at Nehemiah chapter 3, verse number 1. Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the priests, and they builded the sheep gate. They sanctified it and set up the doors of it, even unto the tower of Mia. They sanctified it unto the tower of Hananiel. And next unto him builded the men of Jericho. And next unto them builded Zachar, the son of Imri. But the fish gate did the sons of Hesaniah build, who also laid the beams thereof, and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. And next unto them repaired Miramoth, the son of Urijah, the son of Kuz, K-O-Z, Kuz. And next unto them repaired Meshalam, the son of Berechiah, the son of Meshezabel. And next unto them repaired Zadok, the son of Baana. And next unto them the Tekanites repaired. But, get this here, verse number five, their nobles put not their necks to the work of their Lord. So right here, it only takes five verses, and unfortunately, there are some lazy folks. There are some people that are not pulling their weight. But so what do we do? Do we gather around and jeer and point fingers and accuse them and tattletale? No, we have a job to do. More important than talking about those that aren't doing the work, let's close our mouth and get to work. Let's get to work. Continue on. Verse number six. Moreover, the old gate repaired Jehoiada, the son of Pesia, and Meshulam, the son of Besodia. They laid the beam thereof and set up the doors thereof, and the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. These folks were not just doing the bare minimum. They were doing everything in their power to get the job done. Now, we just finished verse number six. Tomorrow, we'll pick up in verse number seven, and maybe, Lord willing, we'll get through the remainder of the chapter. If not, we'll continue in next week, because this job isn't done yet. 
There's a lot of workmen, a lot of families working together. I'm going to ask you to join me as we conclude this week of broadcasts, and we're going to listen to another good song on the program. So listen in to the Bible Tract Echoes radio program right here. God bless. Have a great day for His glory. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.